For Pembrokeshire, I'm Kim Thomas. There have been 13 new cases of coronavirus recorded in the Hewilvar Health Board area, according to the figures of Friday, March the 5th. Today's Public Health Wales figures show nine new cases in Carmarthenshire, three in Pembrokeshire and one in Ceredigion. Across Wales, 230 new cases have been confirmed and 12 new suspected COVID-19 deaths have also been reported. The total number of cases in Wales is now 204,692, with 5,378 deaths. No more deaths were recorded in the Huelvar area, with the total standing at 460 throughout the pandemic. Pembrokeshire residents are being urged to continue to follow the stay-at-home rules which remain in place. The recent dry and sunny weather has seen an increase in people visiting Pembrokeshire beauty spots. Pembrokeshire County Council leader, Councillor David Simpson, said it was important to remember that alert level 4 restrictions, including not travelling for exercise, still apply. I know how hard this winter has been on everyone and the dry and sunny weather has been such a boost. I'd like to thank you all for following the rules and helping drive infections down to this point, said Councillor Simpson. However, now is not the time to let our guard down and potentially undo all the sacrifice and hard work of the past months. Please don't think one visit to friends or the beach won't matter, because the virus thrives on human contact. Better times are coming. The Welsh Government states that when the time is right, they'll be in a position to reduce some of the restrictions. But until then, we must continue to follow the rules for all of our benefit. Coast guards are urging dog owners to keep their four-legged friends on a lead when walking the coast path or near cliffs, following a rescue on Thursday afternoon. Dale Coast Guard team was called out at 2.32pm on reports of a dog who fell over a cliff at three chimneys near Marlow Sands. The pooch had plunged 40 metres but incredibly had not sustained any injuries and was recovered and reunited with its owners. When walking your dog on the cliffs, please keep them on a lead, said Dale Coast Guards. This advice was echoed at national level with HM Coast Guard Rescue Service saying dogs can get into trouble while exploring, so always keep them on a lead on the coast, especially near cliff edges. If they get stuck on a ledge in mud or swept out to sea, don't go after them. Most dogs make it back safely, but you might not. The RNLI added, Keep dogs on a lead if close to cliff edges or fast-flowing rivers. If your dog goes into the water or gets stuck in mud, don't go in after it. Move to a place it can get to safely and call it. It'll probably get out by itself. If you're worried, call 999 or 112 and ask for the Coast Guard. A film set and filmed on location in Pembrokeshire starring actors from Star Wars and Game of Thrones will have its Welsh premiere this month. The Toll delighted audience at Glasgow Film Festival during its UK premiere at the end of February. Billed as the first West Walian Western, the toll follows the life of a lone toll booth operator in a small Welsh town, played by Michael Smiley. He seems content with his lot, but when a familiar face from his previous life of crime resurfaces, it sets off a madcap chain of events that lead to a showdown of epic proportions. Anis Elwi, BBC's Little Women, plays a young local traffic cop whose investigation into a simple robbery finds her heading for the booth at exactly the wrong time. Also starring in the film are Ewan Rowan, Paul Kay, Gwyneth Keyworth, Steve Oram and Julian Glover. 
The Toll is written by Matt Redd, who's originally from Haverford West, and is the feature debut of director Ryan Andrew Hooper. It's presented by Abattoir Wales International Horror Festival as part of the Wales One World Film Festival's 20th edition of the festival, which is taking place for free and entirely online between March the 11th and 21st. The Toll is premiering as part of WOW Film Festival's 10-day programme of world cinema, including films from Malaysia, Laos, Iran, Tunisia and Bangladesh, Argentina and more. Festival tickets are available now. There are only 112 free tickets available for the premiere of The Toll and the screening is expected to book up quickly. To book and for more information, visit www.wowfilmfestival.com. That's it. You're up to date with the Pembrokeshire News with me, Kim Thomas, here on Pure West Radio. That you said It's Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone and welcome to the start of the weekend. Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. We have got loads coming up between now and nine o'clock. We'll be talking football, rugby, cycling, cricket and lots more. And we'll get the latest news from the world of sport from across Pembrokeshire and beyond. That's all on the way between now and nine o'clock as we kick off the weekend with Pure West Sport. Yeah. 
Well, a very good morning and welcome to your Saturday morning right here on Pure West Radio. It's Pure West Sport and football returns for Haverford West County today uh, with a home game on the Bridge Meadow. Bill Khan is with me to kick the show off. Morning, Bill. How are you? Uh, good morning, uh, Ben. Fine, thank you. And you? Yes, not bad at all. Thank you. And it is a, a big day for Haverford West County at home to uh, Cardiff Met, of course. And you're going to be yeah, covering that is. game for, for PembrokeshireSport.co.uk. Looking forward to it, Bill? I am indeed. You know, Ben, it's been a long time since so seems even longer than it actually is. So I'm really looking forward to uh, going down there. We all have to stay socially distanced. No one allowed in the ground other than there'll be four press people and uh, the officers of both clubs, obviously, ball boys, first aid, and the teams. I bet the teams are raring to go. I spoke to Wayne, as I told you, um, on the show Monday night, and he is absolutely raring to go. Without Jack Wilson, which is a great pity, and Kieran Lewis, who's very good in midfield. But, hey, you know, re- um, things like that happen, and we just got to get over them, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely right, Bill. The club have confirmed, of course, that the match is behind closed doors. So they're urging all fans to stay at home for the foreseeable future. All games are going to be behind closed doors. All match highlights will be on Scorio, of course. So be able to to see how that goes. And, And the Bluebirds will be determined really to start this second go at the season with a win, really, won't they? Because it's a busy period of games starting today. Yeah. Indeed, yeah, I know we, we say every game is vital, isn't it? It is in the context of, you know, doing well and getting into a good place in the table. But Hanford West, um, have, you know, I think they're pleased with the way it's going. I think, you know, they've been taking the safety route and saying, well, if we finish anywhere but the bottom two, that'll be a bonus. But I don't think um, that uh, that's the case now. I think they're hoping to achieve uh, a little bit more and we'll wait and see. Yeah, you're quite right there. So, Bill, you enjoy that. PembrokeshireSport.co.uk will have uh, all the coverage, of course, on uh, yes. what's, uh, what happens on the Bridge Meadow today. And very much pictures on a match report on the yeah, night, Ben. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, we're going to talk to Gordon Thomas a bit later. The Six Nations takes a break this weekend. But on Monday night, Bill, on Pure West Sport, live on the Facebook page, we're going to be joined by Johnny Thomas, aren't we? Former Wales international, currently the head coach of Worcester. We're really looking forward to it. Um, you know, Johnny is a great guy. He's a personal friend. I'm delighted. He agreed to come on straight away. He says he loves coming on. So that's nice. He was saying how much he enjoys, you know, the uh, camaraderie that we built up with him over the years that we interviewed him, you know. So that's precious, isn't it? His Worcester side have a local derby today, actually. 5.15 start in the Premiership. They're at home to Bristol. Uh, just about qualifies as a local derby, that one, I think. It's not been an easy <laughs> yeah. start for Johnny either, has it, as head coach. But nope. we'll be looking forward to talking to him about that and also how he rates Wales' chances as well with the Grand Slam definitely on. Uh, so we'll talk to him about that on Monday. We're going to go back through the archives for a Saturday morning in just a few moments time right here on Pure West Sport. Car trouble again? At OC Davis Roundabout Garage Nayland, we like to keep it simple. Offering you service plans from just under £10 a month. From affordable used cars to 0% finance. Not to mention, nil advance payment on the mobility scheme. You can guarantee you'll get more for your money. Put the pedal to the metal and get the most out of your motor. Call 01646 600858 or go online to ocdavis.com. Hi, I'm Ben Stone, and you can join me on the weekly Pure West Sports Show with G&G Builders. 
All the latest sports news from around the county is featured every Saturday morning between 8 and 9 with a preview of what's to come ready for match day. Then we kick off every Monday night between 7 and 9 with my award-winning pal from PembrokeshireSport.co.uk, Bill Kahn, who teams up with Fraser Watson and Gordon Thomas for the second half with the latest news, views, guests and gossip. Pure West Sport, proudly sponsored by G&G Builders, a Pembrokeshire-based company who've been in business for 30 years. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. <laughs> Witness the evil power of Bedhead. No! My hair! Won't anyone help me? Stop right there, Bedhead. Your reign of hair-meddling terror is over. Freestyle, my old nemesis. You can't stop me, boyo. Guess again. Eat laser. No! I'll get you next time, freestyle. Oh, thank you. No problem. When it comes to bedhead, you just got a freestyle. For wicked trims, call Freestyle Barbers, Portfield Haverford West on 07827445589. During lockdown, you might have been doing more exercise. Probably more eating. You've definitely been doing more listening. So now as more shops are reopening, it's time to treat yourself and revamp your radio. You'll discover brand new stations, more music, talk, news and entertainment. It's as easy as upgrading to a DAB digital radio available online and in-store. From John Lewis, Curry's and Argos. Look for the tick on approved products. It means the radio includes DAB and DAB+. Find out more, including which stores are reopening where and when, at getdigitalradio.com. Love radio. Go digital. Pure West Radio.
Saturday morning on Pure West Radio. That's Bon Jovi. I'm Ben Stone. It's Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Fraser Watson coming up very soon to look back on a win for Swansea against Joe Allen's Stoke City and to preview today's game against Middlesbrough at the Liberty Stadium. We're also going to be finding out why another Pembrokeshire event has unfortunately been cancelled. The long course weekend won't be taking place this year. Fraser's with us very soon. But we're going to go back through the archives right now with Bill Kahn and our interview this week is with Wales international Dan Bigger who's a player who's had a, a pretty good Wales career Bill. He was uh, he'd broken into the Welsh team and he and Dan Lydiat were um, at a venue that I popped along and caught them they were both sort of having the giggles there and I had to tell him Connor boys keep it straight but it was great fun and they were two very very nice guys but very yeah, he- nice in you're right, and, and and the Welsh rugby team are always really approachable and are always happy to, to talk and do interviews. Uh, Bigger, of course, is someone who really burst onto the scene. He, he's with the Northampton Saints now. Uh, he's played for, for Wales uh, in, in Six Nations. He missed out on the 2011 World Cup. Is he someone you think that's kind of lived up to that early potential, Bill? Because he's got lots of ability. I think he has. He's not a Phil Bennett or, or an outside half in that sort of uh, play, but he's Good at putting people into space. He's a great kicker. He's fantastic at following up high kicks of his own. Uh, he does a brilliant job. There. He's very brave. And I think he's served Wales very, very well. No doubt he's a talented player. And let's have oh, a listen yeah. to part of the interview now where Bill was asking him to describe a, a usual day in, in the Wales camp as they build up to a match. Here's what Dan had to say. Yeah, normally it's just a, a lot of the boys tend to sort of just relax in bed, especially if we've got a, a later kickoff. Mm. It'll be a bit of a, uh, you know, breakfast in the morning, a bit of just lazing around really, you know, not trying to not trying to do too much, exert too much energy. And we have a little bit of a walkthrough as a team a couple of hours before we leave, um, just so we're clear on all our calls, all our patterns. And and then it's it's pre-match meal and, and on the bus and things and so that, that that's a huge highlight I think for me and a lot of the boys will say the same is the the bus drive from Aye, come in yeah from the um, from the veil from the veil to um, to the stadium is is a you know yes. it, it sort of it gets you going and it's a, it's a huge privilege to be part of that you know you, you see lines and lines of people in the crowd and it's yeah it's 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 hugely it motivating you, yeah right? it's it's hugely yeah. motivating and you you realize how much support you've got on the day so. Mm. Yeah, that's a big part of the yeah. of the day. And afterwards, I mean, when when you beat uh, South Africa, the celebrations after. I know there's a bit of grub. Uh, the celebrations for that must be pretty uh, good as well. Yeah, it was good. It was uh, the boys enjoyed. We had we had obviously we have a function and speeches afterwards, but the boys had a couple of beers and in um, in the stadium afterwards as a group. And I think that's important. I think it's you know we've we've been through a lot of training together. You know, getting up at six o'clock and. You know, we've we've suffered some hard times together, so I think it's important that when you get good times, you know, you have a couple mm-hmm. of beers, enjoy each other's company, and um, and savor them because you know you never know when when the next one's coming. Well, that's our archive interview with Dan Bigger for today. No Six Nations, of course, uh, this weekend. We'll be talking to Gordon, a bit of a reflection on the Six Nations so far. And Bill, on Monday's show, once again, we should say that we've got a very special guest, Johnny Thomas from Hundleton, a regular over the years, doing well in coaching now. And he's someone I think that, and we might pick up on this on Monday, actually, you could see him being a future Wales head coach, couldn't you? 
It's who can say it's all in the lap of the gods, but he's got the ability. It's just the right place at the right time. He could also be one of the best pundits on air as well, because when he's done that job with BBC on television, he's been absolutely outstanding. You're right there, and he'll be with us. So any questions for for Johnny, do leave them for us yes. uh, on the Facebook page. He's always happy to talk, and he'll be our special guest on Monday evening's show. Uh, Bill, you enjoy your sporting Saturday. You're off to the Bridge Meadow for the uh, Cymru Premier yeah. match a bit later on, so enjoy that, and I'm sure you'll be uh, interviewing people who are allowed into the ground, so I'm sure we'll hear some of that next week. Yes, indeed. Okay. Yeah, looking forward to it now. Have a good Saturday, Bill, and we'll see you on and Monday. And you have a nice week. Yeah, looking forward to that already, Ben. Take it easy.
Saturday morning. That's Benny King on Pure West Radio, sounding good for the start of the weekend. It's Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. We're talking rugby with Gordon Thomas before nine o'clock. No Six Nations this weekend. It's a pause in the competition, but plenty to reflect on with Gordon after that Wales win over England. And can Wales now go on and win the Grand Slam? We'll be asking Gordon that before nine o'clock. And we talk to our very own Kim Thomas on Pure West Radio. He is taking part in the Breast Cancer Now Cycle 300k Challenge. He's doing 300k, that's 186 miles, on his bike this March. You can support him raising money for an amazing cause. And Kim will be telling us why it's a a particularly big challenge for him because he's never done cycling before and he's now hitting 10k every day through March at the age of 68. He is on the show before nine o'clock. But joining me right now, Pure West Sports, Fraser Watson, to talk football and much more this Saturday morning. Hi, Fraser. How are you? Not too bad, Ben. A tiring week uh, with the Test Match cricket back on, but we'll get more into that on Monday, I think. Yes, we will. I think we'll have some analysis to that. It's been up and down again for England. But let's talk Swansea because uh, a good win on Wednesday and a win that they needed as well. They went to Stoke and, and did it, didn't they? The old adage, can you do it on a cold Wednesday night in Stoke? Well, yes, they can is the answer with a 2-1 win. That was important, wasn't it? Well, yeah, you say the old adage, their Swansea team and won in Stoke for the best part of 20 years. They don't believe that it came at such a vital time. It's too early to be tempting fate and talking about season-defining moments. But if Swansea are to go up at the end of this campaign, they could well look that back on that night as being one of them. They, they played quite well for the best part of an hour, Ben, that they were quite bright. But Stoke then came, who took actually the early lead to the Mark Gouet era. Stoke were actually the better side in the closing stages before Swansea get, got hold of it again. And, and with Brentford losing in that game in Norwich and Watford also winning, it looked like another vital two points dropped. And, and you would have feared a bit of a rut setting in then because it was defeat at Bristol City the, the previous Saturday. Um, they haven't played so well in the 1-0 win over Coventry prior to that. And of course, that preceded the, the 4-1 hammering in Huddersfield. So it was came at a crucial time. And and to win in that manner in the 94th minute when it looked like two points dropped will give them a huge, huge lift going into today. Indeed. And it won't be easy today. And Neil Warnock's been confirmed that he's staying on as Middlesbrough manager for next season. His sides are always difficult to break down. So uh, Steve Cooper will be wary, but hoping for another good showing this afternoon uh, when Borough visit the Liberty Stadium. Fraser. You just summed it up, Ben. It's never an easy game against a Neil Warnock side, isn't it? It's like to Mick McCarthy at Cardiff. He's a guy who knows the championship. He's organised. He's regimented. He'll come to Swansea. He'll be physical. He would have analysed us. He'll know where to close it down. And um, and he'll be up for it. And Middlesbrough, of course, battling to get in the playoffs themselves. So it's just such a relentless time at the moment, Ben. Mm. It's Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. You get the feeling Swansea are hanging on a little. And Jamal Lowe, their only real striker, looked very almost shot and very tired the other night. He mm. came off early. And Connor Roberts is getting through an immense amount of work. And there's got to be concern now for all his prolific form. He's so key to Swansea, and yet he is, he's been flogged week in, week out, you know, and, and performing superbly, don't get me wrong, but it's not sustainable. And Steve Cooper, who's been against making mass changes in time for Swansea, made four the other night. He'll have to make more today. And you sense Swansea just hanging on a little to that international break. If they can keep churning out results and still be in it at the end of March when they do get a bit of time off, then, then they'll have every chance. Uh, you're not going to the Liberty Stadium today, Fraser, but Swansea are fourth and, and chasing Watford and Brentford, who are ahead of them. You're going to be covering Haverford West County's game on the Bridge Meadow, of course. Uh, the return of uh, the Cymru Premier League today for, for Haverford West. They're taking on Cardiff. Looking forward to seeing that one? 
Yeah, slightly shorter drive today, Ben. But um, no, it's going to be interesting to see how both Half West and, and Cardiff Met react. Actually, such a long period out of the game, you never really know what to expect from the first one back. They, they would have had a couple of low octane friendlies, of course. And um, we touched on it last week, the blow to Half West. Jack Wilson, so key this year, he's out. But you know, we, we said it, Half West have got a real chance now for all the talk of them coming up and just wanting to consolidate and stay up. They do have a chance push for a top half finish, you know, and, and I'd hope they come out switched on and, and really do go for that. But it's it's so unpredictable how it will pan out today. The two sides actually met on the opening night of the season and drew nil-nil um, in what was, you know, a very tight clash there, played at quite an intense pace with devoid of real chances. So I'm expecting a different game today. Mm. Okay, uh, Fraser, stay with us. Uh, we will talk about, about a couple of other bits and bits and pieces to come up from this week in Pembrokeshire, with another event being cancelled and also some good news on a, a charity fundraiser as well. That's with Fraser Watson, who is with us this morning on Pure West Sport.
Saturday morning and the Lighthouse family sounding good with Lifted on Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. And a very good morning if you are just joining us. We're talking to Fraser Watson and this week the Long Course Weekend announced it won't be taking place this year. And Fraser, that's another disappointment really, another event that's fallen victim to the Covid regulations. That's right, a huge blow to Pembrokeshire economy as well as the local sporting scene, Ben. Obviously, thousands of athletes were signed up for that to be run over three days in the first weekend of July. And you have to say, long course organisers, they took a lot of stick last year. They they handled the postponement incredibly badly and, and left a lot of people frustrated and red-faced. But this year, they have made probably a sensible early call. They've rolled on everybody's entries to next year, but it's now two years with an event mm. what's almost become a very iconic weekend, hasn't it, in Pembrokeshire, and, and it leaves people disappointed. So, unfortunately, it just probably came too early to take the gambler going for it, and it, it throws another big event into question now, isn't it, which we're probably about to come on to. It does, because the long course weekend is, is almost like the, the prelude to Ironman, isn't it? And I know a lot of athletes do use it with, with that in mind. Um, Ironman juice right. happen on the 12th of September. Uh, no official word on it yet. What, what would be your sense on that one, Fraser? Do you think we'll see that an incredible sight of all the swimmers running down the beach in Tembe first thing in the morning? Do you, do you see it happening or is this now in doubt? It's got the advantage, Ben, over the long course of being scheduled just over two months later. So there is a bit of extra time to play with. But you're talking again an incredible big call here. You have got to, for it to go ahead, you've got to be confident that 2,000, and that's the number, 2,000 athletes will be able to congregate in one place at one time without any restrictions. It's not the sort of thing you can run with any kind of social distancing. You know that yourself. And that's just the number of athletes. You're talking many, many more civilians, spectators, officials who will be packed into Tembe and beyond in Pembrokeshire. You know, Carew, Pembroke, all those surrounding areas as well. I would say with all the logistics that have to be applied to it at the moment, you are talking serious doubt for that, Ben. It's it's a call which, again, can't be left till too late. It'll have to be made early. And there's another factor that's come into this as well, Ben, is you're talking about going in now with a lot of athletes who are going to be unable to prepare properly. You know, even if you say hypothetically that by the end of August or even on June the 21st, if you like, which was, you know, Boris Johnson's maybe slightly speculative date at this stage for, for England that hasn't come into Wales yet. You're talking a lot of people who've been denied the right and denied the allowance almost to train and prepare for this. And and this can be a one-year thing or almost a two-year thing for a lot of people, you know, and, and are they going to be willing to go in almost cold, if you like, literally cold in some cases when they get in the sea, we know that. But um, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, I think it would be an incredibly big call and a risk as well for it to go ahead. And, and if we did, I think mm. we'd also 
run the risk of, of a lot of people not finishing or not being able mm. to compete in the manner which they would have been able to otherwise. So, of course, there are other factors, Ben. You know, the, this huge economic losses if it doesn't go ahead to the yeah. company itself, which may have an impact on, on it running in the future. So, it, it's something to weigh up. But my gut feeling right now, Ben, is I can't see it going ahead in its full normal capacity. No, it's very difficult. And we'll, we'll keep a close eye on that one over uh, the, the weeks and months to come, of course. Uh, let's finish, Fraser, with a mention for uh, Dan Birch, along with his, his wife, Naomi. And, and obviously Milford Haven RFC and, and Haverford West RFC joining up to raise some some money for yes. the McDonald House charity. We mentioned this fundraiser, didn't we, on the show a few weeks ago? And, and you've got an update for us on that, haven't you? Yes, it's gone incredibly well. I think it's over four and a half thousand pounds now raised the Ronald McDonald House in Cardiff and rising all the time. Um, the challenge finished this week is actually Merlin's Bridge Football Club, who ran out winners quite literally. They, they really put the miles in. Um, CrossFit dynamic then in second, Milford Haven third and Hapford West down in fourth. Well, I won't mention that one to Gordon, but um, <laughs> no, on a serious note, it was about far more than the result was. And it was about yeah. the cause. And it was just it was just great to see the local sporting community still able to come together despite not being able to mix, you know, and that's what sport can do. And, and it's been an incredibly difficult time for Dan and Iomi. It's great to report that they are back home now with their, their little daughter, Ocean, and we wish them all the best with, with how that situation develops as well. But they'll take a lot of heart from the support they've seen over the last few weeks. And But having been involved in it myself, Ben, I'm pretty relieved it's over too. <laughs> yes, it, absolutely. A great example, another one of how we've seen Pembrokeshire sports clubs really come together during the pandemic in particular. There, there's been some really good community fundraising all sorts happening and, and i think we have to commend them for that don't we yeah absolutely and we've spoken about it before sport can be a very powerful vehicle can it when utilized in the right way even in these circumstances and as you say this is another great example of that yeah indeed okay thank you very much indeed fraser enjoy your saturday let's hope have for west get their season kicked off part two uh, with a, a victory on the bridge meadow today against cardiff we'll look back on that of course on monday's show and we will see you then between seven and nine on pure west sport no problem at all thank you ben get more for your money at oc davis roundabout garage nayland the mg dealer for pembrokeshire adventure awaits with 0 percent apr across the mg range including the mg hs the new mg zs and mg3 feel the power of electric motoring with zero advance payment on the mobility scheme and as a thank you to our key workers you can enjoy a contribution of up to eight and a half thousand pounds don't forget all new mgs come with a seven-year warranty as standard for more information go online to www.ocdavis.com or call 01646 600858 Hi Tony, how's things at the Johnson Garden Centre? Ah, morning Matt, we're fairly busy central shop sales of coal, flow gas, logs and hardware How about all your garden products and crafts? Many customers check out our Facebook page and arrange safe delivery When is Johnson Garden Centre open now? Until the end of lockdown, we are open Monday to Saturday from 10 till 2. Sunday from 10 till 12. We start delivering after we close every day, but check our Facebook page for updates. I believe you have an after-hour flow gas service as well. Yes, when the shop is shut, you can call to arrange collection before 8 o'clock or place an order for the next working day. Visit Johnson Garden Centre or give us a call on 07891 675 080. We've got so much to offer. 
you dream of being out on the road, taking in the sights and sounds of Pembrokeshire? Thanks to Fast Track Driving School, I'm free to venture around the county, and now it's your turn. Fast Track is a triple award-winning driving school covering Pembrokeshire, Carmarthen, Cardigan and Llanelli. If you fancy a change of career in 2021, they are also instructor trainers. They even run driving lessons for those as young as 14. Want to learn something new in the new year? Fast Track it. On Facebook at Fast Track Driving School or call on 0333-772-0801. See you on the road. Live from our studios in Haverford West, this is Pure West Radio.
Swam and I'm your man on Pure West Radio for Saturday morning. We are big supporters of Haverford West County, of course, and they are back in action, as we heard earlier from Bill Kahn and Fraser Watson. Haverford West, home to Cardiff Met University, behind closed doors. And the club reiterating yesterday that supporters shouldn't turn up to try and watch today's game. It's a 2.30 kickoff. You'll be able to follow it on social media and highlights on Scorio later on. Good luck to the Bluebirds. There'll be details as well on Online on pembrokeshiresport.co.uk. Uh, Bill and Fraser will be putting together a full match report on today's game. In the Premier League, Burnley Arsenal kick off the weekend. That's the 12.30 start. Sheffield United play Southampton at 3. Aston Villa take on Wolves at 5.30. And it's Brighton Leicester at 8. Tomorrow, West Brom against Newcastle at midday. Liverpool Fulham is the 2 o'clock start. Manchester City against Manchester United at 4.30. And Tottenham against Crystal Palace will be the 7.15 game. But right now, we're going to talk to someone that we usually speak to on Pure West Sport about matters to do with golf. But that's not the case today, as we're joined by our very own Kim Thomas. KT, a very good morning. How are you? I'm fine, Ben. How are you doing? Very good. And it isn't golf that we're going to talk to you about this morning, because you are doing, and, and you're in the midst of a fantastic challenge, the, the Breast Cancer Now Cycle 300k Challenge. Maybe just to start with, you could explain what this is all about. Yeah, well, it's obviously for uh, people who are suffering from breast cancer and uh, the uh, research into it as well. Uh, my mother died of breast cancer when I was 14, um, uh, misdiagnosed and treated too late. And uh, things have changed since then, but still a lot of people are suffering from this awful disease. And that was the inspiration for me to join it. I looked at the uh, the advertising for it. I thought, well, 300K in a month is probably doable. Um, and basically, you just ask for people to donate. And happily for me, um, we've got about 15 people who have put into it already in my fund. And I've got like £528. And I've set a new goal of £1,000 for the month, which I think is, you know, a reasonable target to, to go for. Um, so all we've got to do is 300 kilometres in one month, which is obviously just about 10 kilometres a day, isn't it? Yeah, 186 miles in, in a month. And I think we should explain to people, Kim, this is this is something brand new for you. you you've never really cycled to anything like the level you're doing at the moment no i just bought <laughs> first bike in 50 odd years <laughs> my grandson uh, yolo has been really good in uh, sort of getting me ready for this and advising me as to what sort of bike i should have um sort of role reversal he's he's advising <laughs> me now, you know? tell, anyway. tell us about the, the routes you've been taking then so far and, and, and some of the challenges you faced getting back on your bike this march <laughs> well i had three or four days of practice runs where i did over five or six k and then, because I live in in Kilgetty, so um, there are quite a good uh, number of routes around me where you don't have to go on the main road too much, you know, because if you're not a cyclist, a keen cyclist, on the main roads, it's, mm. it's tricky. So I go in the, on the lanes up to Templeton Airfield, for example, uh, which is great because it's kind of off-road as well. Um, and you can get around the airfield a couple of times and back to my house. And that's about 11K, so that's a good run. Um, and today, oh, yesterday, I should say Friday, I went to um, Coppet Hall down at Saundersfoot and stopped there, had a coffee at the kiosk and um, a Portuguese tart, and that kept me going for another, another 11 Ks. And uh, But that was hard because coming back uphill from Saundersfoot uh, was a hard end to the, to the ride. But nevertheless, you know, it was good. It was 144 metres of elevation, which is a lot. But I was going to say that to you because Pembroke is a beautiful county, as we all know. It's not the flattest of counties, though, is it? So uh, how, how have you found those hills? 
Uh, well, the gearing is so important, isn't it, on, <laughs> on bikes? And uh, this decent bike that I've got, I can get back down to first gear and uh, I can pedal away up the hills. But uh, it's not easy. Um, and you have to really time your changing of the gear, I find, to get the maximum effect. But once you get the sort of hang of that, it's okay. It's all right. And, and how are you feeling with, with as you say, 10, 10K a day? That, that's no small amount at all, Kim, especially when you, you've, you've not done it for, for so long. How are you feeling a few days into March? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. We've done five days now. I'm, I'll be honest, I'm 68 years of age, um, so it's, it's quite a challenge, uh, but I keep fairly fit. And luckily for me, when I was at school, I was a runner and a jumper, so I've got fairly strong legs. That stands me in good stead. I'm feeling okay. I just get annoyed that I get so tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you're doing a fantastic job. Do you think once March is done and you've done the fundraising, do you think you'll you'll continue cycling, obviously without the need to do so many miles a day but do you think you'll carry it on oh definitely i'm really enjoying being out in this beautiful county it's lovely isn't it wherever you go you see lovely sights the countryside is there for all to see and uh, i probably won't do it perhaps as, as as heavily and as sharply as i'm doing now but i'll go more leisure riding you know for longer mm -hmm. distances uh, with the grandson Excellent. That's really, really good. Um, you've already mentioned that you've extended your, your fundraising target now up, up to £1,000 and you've made a fantastic start. Um, how, how can people support the, the charity, Kim, and support you through your march of 186 miles, 300k on the bike? How, how can people donate? Well, they can go on to Breast Cancer now, the uh, 300k uh, cycle um uh, thing on Facebook. There's a Facebook page for, for that. Uh, if they want to, they can message me through POS Radio and ask for the link and I'll, I'll send them a direct link for, uh, to the person then. That's a good way of doing it. I mean, you, you can use my email as well if you'd like, but it's a golf email. It's uh, kim4golf at gmail.com. That's the number four, kim4golf at gmail.com. Uh, and you know, request the link and I'll send it straight across. Um, Great stuff. Well, it's Saturday morning, Kim. Uh, where are you heading today? Um, I think I will go down to Coppet Hall again and try and sort of lengthen the ride slightly, go across maybe uh, to Wiseman's Bridge and then back up. Sounds a great route for Saturday. I'm quite jealous, actually. That sounds really good. Well, listen, you've made a brilliant start. Keep it up. We will check in with you again uh, later on in March, and, and hopefully you'll still be smiling, you'll still be enjoying it, and you'll have smashed that target. So well done on your fundraising. Keep up the excellent work, and thank you for being with us this morning. My great pleasure, Ben. Thank you. colours in her hair who remembers them doing a gig at oakwood was it 12 years ago i think around 2009 i think they did that going back a few years anyway i'm ben stone it's pure west sport there's no fixtures this weekend 
in the Six Nations, but we're going to talk rugby with Gordon Thomas, who joins me right now on the show. And Gordon, after that win for Wales against England last Saturday, you almost wonder if they would have quite liked a game today. Yeah, it would have uh, kept the momentum going, really, Ben, wouldn't it? You know, but um, Wales's win last week, I don't want to gloat about it, Ben, but it was a fantastic win. Uh, The two opening tries, now you can reflect and say, well, they really shouldn't have been given. But, um, you know, the first one was uh, with the Owen Farrell told to go and have a chat with his players and bigger played a cross-field kick to... uh, 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 Adam uh, Adams, Josh Adams, and he, he went over. And uh, the English were quite rightly very disappointed that uh, the referee uh, made, you know, opened the play up before the players could set mm. themselves up defensively. That was really bad. And then the next try was a definite uh, a knock on by uh, young winger Reese Samet. Uh, and it fortunately fell kindly for Liam Williams to go over. So England could well have felt very aggrieved uh, with both of those decisions. But we went into the second half, they got themselves back into the game at 24 all, Ben. And I thought England at that point were going to finish the stronger. But some uh, really poor indiscipline, which Eddie Jones will be very, very disappointed with. It was silly penalties that England gave away. But I have to give full credit to Callum Sheedy, who came on for Dan Bigger. Did very well. Mm. And he was criticised for his place kicking. He kicked three brilliant penalties. They weren't easy. He he slotted them over, and it turned the game in Wales' favour. And it put England under immense pressure, which they eventually cracked, because Mm. um, we had Corey Hill crossing then right at the end, crashing over under the post which give Wales a bonus point victory over England, which I would never have envisaged before the game. And it was more importantly, it sealed the triple crown, setting them up nicely uh, for a possible grand slam shot, uh, Ben. Incredible game. It, it really was. And, and, and you're right, Gordon, it, it sets up a shot at the, the Grand Slam. Italy next. That's next Saturday. That's a 2.15 start. And, and you feel Wales will get that win in Italy. They will be without Kieran Hardy, though. Uh, he's been ruled out, Gordon, for the match next Saturday and for the rest of the tournament. Yeah, very disappointed uh, for Kieran because he really impressed against England. He scored a lovely try when he caught. Uh, he took a quick tap penalty and caught uh, England napping, basically. Uh, but his service was very good. And, uh, you know, he really, really did impress. Um, we have a bit of strength and depth at Scrum Half, mm-hmm. Ben, to be fair. Uh, Gareth Davis will come in, possibly. Um, and I hear Thomas Williams of the Blues is uh, back in contention. He's had his uh, injury problems, but he's back in contention. And then you have uh, Lloyd Williams from the Blues as well, who's also the third scrum out. But outside that little circle, there's a certain player playing the Ospreys who play for Wales and the British Lions, Reese Webb, who's been in fantastic form. Are Wales going to uh, think outside the box and bring him back in for his expertise? I don't think it's going to happen, but he couldn't do any more than what Mm. he's doing now, to be fair to him. He's playing really, really well. No, you, you are right there, Gordon. And the other thing that's that's maybe just bubbling is, is Alan Wynne Jones' future. And and you just yeah. wonder if, if this does build to Wales pulling off a miraculous Six Nations Grand Slam. Um Alan Wynne Jones has said he'll sort his future out at the end of the tournament. 
could you see it ending with with a title and would that be the time then for Alan Wynne Jones to say it's time to retire from playing for Wales what, what, what where do you think that's going to go very, very interesting Ben he is 35 he plays in the second row which is a very very uh Grooming. physical position mm. uh he's just recently got over a knock uh on the knee he's he's a really man of steel isn't he uh, Alan Wynne Jones and he leads by example from the front he's he's brilliant yeah, they're going to discuss his future at the end of the Six Nations. Will he be, um, you know, if we do win the Grand Slam, is it going to encourage him to go on? Uh, I don't know. I don't know about his Welsh career. He certainly probably think about the Lions. I if, think he played for the Lions, ahead, wouldn't he? Yeah. Go ahead in the summer. If it goes ahead in the summer, I, I can see Alan Wynn possibly leading the Lions in that. Uh, yes. And then I would say if they finish well out in South Africa, say they win the, the Test Series, I can see him bowing out before the, the next Six Nations Series because he would go out on a very, very high mm. then, uh, you know, uh, and that would be great. Very fitting, fitting for Alan, yeah. jo- Alan Wynne-Jones, to be fair, because he's been a great servant to Welsh rugby and he's a great ambassador. Possibly when his, um, you know, when he finishes his career, he could possibly come on to the Welsh coaching staff because he has a, a wealth of uh, a knowledge playing at international level. Over 150 50 caps. Mm. Uh, It's incredible. Fair play. Yeah, absolutely right. Gordon Thomas, thank you very much indeed for being with us this morning on the show. Gordon, Fraser and Bill will join me again Monday evening between 7 and 9 for more Pure West Sport. We'll be live on the Facebook page between 8 and 9. Our special guest will be Johnny Thomas, former Wales international from Hundleton, now the head coach of Worcester and they're in action today against Bristol. Listen, have a great Saturday, whatever you're up to. Plenty of football and rugby to enjoy as the weekend goes on and keep it right here on Pure West Radio. Frank is on the way after the latest news at nine o'clock. From Amroth to Amsterdam. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. With the latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Kim Thomas. There have been 13 new cases of coronavirus recorded in the Hewilvar Health Board area, according to the figures of Friday, March the 5th. Today's Public Health Wales figures show nine new cases in Carmarthenshire, three in Pembrokeshire and one in Ceredigion. Across Wales, 230 new cases have been confirmed and 12 new suspected COVID-19 deaths have also been reported. The total number of cases in Wales is now 204,692, with 5,378 deaths. No more deaths were recorded in the Hewilvar area, with the total standing at 460 throughout the pandemic.